How's it going, everybody? It's Andres Fuentes. I'm joined with the founder of Yahe, Lorena Quiroz. Lorena, how's it going? I know we wanted to talk a little bit about the saltwater intrusion going on right now in Louisiana and how it might impact not only people that live here, but people that are visiting. Lorena, I know you have some questions right off the bat, so just fire away and I'll try to answer as much as I can. Right. Hello, Andres. So yeah, so we, um, we're concerned about our neighbors in Louisiana. You know, we recently went through a water crisis where we, our water um, was also harmed and we didn't have access to clean water as well as ran out of, of water and low water pressure. So um, reached out to a couple of, uh, of our compañeros and they were telling us that uh, there were some people um, that were already getting sick and especially the concern with us, you know, especially like with the Latino community is not knowing um, and then elderly folks. Right. And then babies. Um, so uh, so that's how I reached out and you reached like we kind of started talking about it. But um, so, yeah, so I, I was going to ask you, so how is that? How is that going? How is yeah. it? How is it impact, impacting the community who doesn't speak English? How are they getting their information? And could they get sick from this if they don't know what's going on? So just basic, just just what's actually happening, um, because we keep dredging the Mississippi River. Um, it's been dredged, you know, ever since I want to say the first time we really did a major dredging was back in the 1930s. But because it's now so deep, it's bigger or deeper now than it has ever really been, um, just so that certain ships and everything can move up the river and and be able to take some of the the grains and the cattle and other exports from um the harvest area all the way up to the mississippi so because of that you know there's always a threat of salt water reversing and going upstream if the river level is low if there isn't enough rain around the ohio area the missouri area the oklahoma area all that Mississippi River Basin area, even the Delta, if there isn't enough rain in those areas to push all that fresh water out, the salt water will now reverse in. And because we just had historic uh, lows in our rain total, the river has been historically low. Um, so now we're seeing that the worst it's been since 1988. Um, and this water has been creeping up since uh, uh, late spring, but really early, early summer around June, July, is when we started seeing a lot of that for Southern Plaquemines Parish, the um, area right there at the mouth of the Mississippi River. So there have been communities, thousands of people who have been without readily accessible drinking water because it's been contaminated for so long um, since midsummer. And you know, me going there wow. to those areas, you know. Wait, wait, they, wait. Go ahead. So it's been months since this water has been contaminated? Yes, it's, it's been since around that June, July area, um, since it's been contaminated for Southern Plaquemines. So that little tip, if you look in the map and, you know, because Louisiana is shaped like a boot, it's mm -hmm. typically like the sole of Louisiana, the, the bottom of the, of the boot of Louisiana. So just a few thousand people, ten, a few, tens of thousands of people live there and, and, because there isn't any reverse osmosis machines or there isn't any desalinators there to treat the water, they have been without water out of the tap since that long. You know, they, they have the option to use it, but people who unfortunately have to use it, they tell me that they've been seeing spikes in blood pressure, hypertension, 
if they do have some sort of skin condition and they bathe in this water, they're getting rashes, they're getting irritation, things like that. Um, I'm trying to verify it, but seafood as well is coming back a little saltier than normally. This is a heavily seafood reliant community. A lot of them have boats, a lot of them are shrimpers, they have oyster farms and things like that. So they're worried not only of the salt water, but all of the other things that are coming down from the Mississippi River because it's so low this year. So it's been going on for quite some time. Um, and it's actually the second year in a row where it's happened in this community. So they're they're quite fed up over there. Parish government as well as state government have been bussing in bottled water. Um, they've been doing their best to try to bring jugs of water to elderly. They have different sites, um, fire departments usually have cases of water. They've been doing that every day, it's distributing water. People come over and they take two cases per household, what have you. Um, but they tell me it's not enough because every time they take a shower, they need to use a bottle to just rinse themselves off after taking a shower or a bath and that, you know, contaminated water. The issue is now um, this salt water is encroaching more upriver than it ever has been since 1988 um, to the point where most likely New Orleans will be also getting some of that salt water too. Um, again, first time that's really happened since 1988, and it could last for a few weeks. So why haven't we heard about that? About mm -hmm. what that this actually been going on for a minute? So it's been going on for a minute, but the Army Corps of Engineers built this underwater sill. It's like a little hill or a speed bump that's underwater because salt water is heavier than fresh water. So you have this hill blocking some of the salt water from going upstream, and it's been doing a pretty good job. That's why you really haven't heard about it. The thing is, about two weeks ago, the salt water got so much that it went over this speed bump and is now heading to New Orleans as we speak. It creeps up about a mile and a half every day to the point where it looks like it's going to hit New Orleans around mid-October or late October. So that's why everyone's kind of freaking out right now. We have a lot of people panic buying, going out to the grocery stores, buying up as much water as they can. You really don't need to do that. There isn't a shortage of fresh water. You can, there's always going to be water to, to, you know, buy. I know a lot of people freak out in this area because it's hurricane prone area. You know, they go out, they understand that they hey, got to get this water, you know, or, or other supplies. Um, the governor, state agencies, parish governments, they all say there's not going to be a shortage of water. It's just the matter of there's not going to be fresh water or there's going to be contaminated water, most likely going through your system. So how how are they alerting like the people that don't speak English? So that 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 is a big issue. Um, the state government has made a landing page. The issue is that landing page is only in English. Um, some parish governments have been updating, whether that be on Facebook or social media, email blasts. Some of them have text blasts. Um, unfortunately, not all of them are in English or not all of them are in Spanish or anything other than English. New Orleans does have that and they have been doing that. Jefferson Parish as well does have that and they have been doing that. So those are the two major populations. Unfortunately, those are the two that really are going to probably see the minimal effects of this. So New Orleans might get a little bit of salt water. Jefferson Parish, they're anticipating not to get any salt water at all. 
So for the communities over in St. Bernard, which is growing Hispanic-wise, and then Plaquemines Parish, not too many Latinos, Hispanics that live down there, um, but there it is a big boom in construction, which we all know a lot of us do all that work. Um, and just being there for the time that I was last week, a lot of them had no idea, you know, that this was happening and, you know, having to break that news to them that, you know, don't shower and <laughs> be mindful of what you do and how you do it because, you know, it's coming up river. So, okay. Entonces, like, ¿qué está haciendo, qué está haciendo el gobierno o, o like, de, de esas, what is it, parishes, right? Because it's different than it is in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Que las personas tengan esa información. Because oh, here in Jackson, no matter how much we pushed, like even the website was super hard to navigate. Um, entonces nosotros éramos los que teníamos que, que interpretar everything through our little Facebook page, through our WhatsApp, and through word of mouth. And even so, like we still have like babies that were dehydrated, que terminaron en el hospital. Um, eh, por, por la calidad del agua y me imagino que eso es lo que va a pasar um, ¿qué están haciendo o están organizando en las comunidades eh, locales para traer esta información? ¿qué es lo que está pasando? ¿qué estás mirando tú? y, y ahorita no, no hace falta Leticia también que está mm -hmm. on the ground right pero mm -hmm. ¿qué, ¿qué estás mirando tú? Yeah, you know, tenemos, we're very blessed tenemos líderes en la comunidad que pueden hacer uh, you know, I'm talks with, you know, groups like Yahe, but the Louisiana counterpart, Union Migrante, Leticia's group as well, has been doing fantastic work. Uh, we have newspapers here. Jambalaya News is the big one. Telemundo's here. So we have been giving the word out, and they've been really good at getting the word out. You know, Telemundo did a live Facebook Live type thing. Jambalaya did a Facebook Live type thing, answering people's questions mm -hmm. about this. Um, but yeah, just going back to the government side of it, um, NOLA Ready, which is New Orleans's emergency preparedness sort of organization agency, um, they're in the process right now of creating graphics to post on social media only in Spanish, okay. um, as well as flyers, things like that. Jefferson Parish as well probably has one of the better ones in the entire state as far as bilingual resources uh, they're also getting ready to do that as and you know the person who's in charge of that Daniela Bello you know she's really good at going on Instagram live going on Facebook live and answering those questions too so unfortunately we are still running into people who aren't informed but um there is a lot of people here on the ground spreading that word making sure people know and for the most part you know a lot of people are informed about this thing so what's happening like in the nursing homes and what's happening like in like the NICU unit and the mm -hmm. pediatric wards, what is happening there? Do they have systems installed for this? And you then know, also climate change, right? Like this is a, this is not, this is not, it's going to keep happening. So, right. You know, it's going to keep happening as long as rain patterns don't, return to how it used to be three years ago, four years ago. Um, and climate change plays a big part of that. You know, we saw two years back to back where we had historic lows rain wise during the summer months. And that's the reason why we're in this. And a lot of people I spoke to, you know, in, in areas where you typically don't see a lot of people who believe in climate change are now starting to 
understand like this is actually a big deal you know i'm starting to actually think that climate change is something that i need to be concerned of but a little bit about hospitals hospitals seem to be okay they have their own the state government as well as the federal government really jumped on this quick from what i know they will have enough water whether that be in jugs bottles or, and you know, we are getting barges as well as trucks to areas that are very, very key and very much in need of fresh water. Um, but unfortunately, you know, in that area of South Plaquemines that has been going through this, you know, since the summer months, schools have had to shut down because the pipes are rusted out or they just didn't have enough fresh hurts, water right? to, to, to keep the bathrooms open. You know, government offices had to shut down. Um, and they're just predicting that this is just going to be even worse because the rain totals in the area in that river basin is going to be awful for the entire month of October. They're not really forecasting a, enough rain. Um, so they're predicting that this is going to be lasting for another three to four weeks into October until November. But, okay, but what happens next year? And then the next year? And then, like, is there, like, plans to mitigate this kind of horrible? Because, like... Like, how do you even go back to once the salt gets into the system, isn't it going to like, you know, no, no va a causar daño at, yeah. la, at the infrastructure? Like there's going to be permanent damage. That's the main concern. That okay. is the main concern. You know, a lot of people are focused on the health aspect of this, which rightfully so, you know, you don't want to ingest all that. The big thing, because New Orleans is just such an old, old city with old, old pipes, 100 plus year old pipes. If this salt water does get into our system, it will corrode those pipes because they're just so old. They're not up to modern standards. So the thing is, if it just passes through and it stays for a week or a few days, it should be okay. But again, the thing is, we're probably going to be dealing with this for another three to four weeks, which is a, the main concern. So appliances, dishwashers, refrigerators, washing machines, water heaters, those are the big things that people need to be worried about because this is again on it's it's salty water contaminated water it's chemicals all the way up from where you know these farms are all the way up north in the midwest all those chemicals are coming down too but it's already ya está en los en 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 los sistemas de algunas casas yes um being there again in south plaquemines doing the stories that i was doing um it's very seafood heavy. So the seafood restaurants that I spoke to, they haven't been able to serve ice since June. They haven't been able to do sweet tea machines, soda machines. They buy everything by the can or by the bottle. Uh, they haven't been able to make coffee. Um, and, you know, this is a time we just went through the, one of the worst heat waves on the record and not being able to make ice, having to go buy ice, $150 worth of ice a day for some of these restaurants. It, it's very heartbreaking. Yeah. Again, and you know, this area too is huge with citrus farms. This is the largest citrus farm area in Louisiana. Um, a lot of those farms, because of Hurricane Ida a few years ago, were wiped out. We're finally able to grow back some of their groves, but now those groves are dying off because they take the water from the Mississippi River. So if that water is too salty, it's already killing off crop that um, a lot of these people depend on. Oh my gosh. 
Oh my gosh. And that, and it's only going to get worse as, as climate change worsens, as the temperatures increase. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's, there's really not much that can be done, right? All we can do is. As of right now, there's not much. We just have to wait for rain, hope for rain. Um, we can install permanent water facilities that can do reverse osmosis and desalinization, things like that, to where it doesn't matter what's in the water because that can be filtered out. Right now, we don't have anything. We're is there such a thing for lo para like casas de las personas? Is there such a thing for for you to install a reverse osmosis filter before that salt water enters your house? Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, how expensive is it and how common is it? It's very expensive, which means it's it's very uncommon. And even so, if you do it, um, a lot of people can only hook it up to maybe a kitchen. Um, is not You're not able to hook it up to like a water heater. From what I understand, I could be wrong on that one, but I was speaking to a woman, a farmer actually, who... Uh, managed to get a reverse osmosis machine, but she told me it, it was only for the kitchen. So that means, uh, you know, water that she drank and cooked with would be fine. But that water heater, that thing's at risk. So, and everything equipped to it. So you might be okay health-wise, but your appliances, which as we all know, can be thousands and thousands of dollars to replace, that's all at risk for her. And that's something that she's worried about. And it affects mostly poor black and brown folks because mm -hmm. they can't replace they don't have insurance for that kind of thing no home insurance so right yeah you know speaking with a restaurant owner not just last week who told me he's already shopping for houses uh, elsewhere in baton rouge because he just can't live there anymore with the cost of insurance you know the the price of food inflation and now he's got to deal with the salt water, you know, it's just not worth it for him. He wants to move completely out of the area. Oh my gosh. And so, uh, and I was telling you, I, I'm supposed to be in New Orleans starting December, starting next Sunday, like every week and nothing has changed. Like according to the plans to the event planners, how is that? Like, do you think that like New Orleans proper, right? Is that going to be affected anytime soon? When will we know? Mm. What should be? What should we look out for, if anything? And you know, just keep in touch with those organizers. Um, they're expecting this water to hit New Orleans around mid October, late October. Mm. Um, the I believe the exact date is like the twenty third of October. And just because this salt water is moving at such a fast rate, again, uh, a mile and a half a day, this is moving. So um, it, it's kind of concerning. It's very concerning, again, for the infrastructure side of this stuff. But, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people have those concerns. But for the most part, the city is equipped. They have signed an emergency order just in case that emergency order will let the mayor come and bring in FEMA which would barge in like literal boats of water going up the Mississippi River for the city of New Orleans, something that's already in place to happen to some of the lower areas of the river, as well as bussing in bottles of water. So people are calling this Jackson 2.0. It literally will be Jackson 2.0 if it gets that bad. Y'all got to get ready for the massive plastic 
you know, cleanup that's going to happen in your streets because it's, 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 yeah. en acción y vamos a tener de no sé Leticia estás en audio no en video ah ahorita ahorita okay. me estaba peleando estaba vamos peleando. a hacer la conversación bilingüe qué bueno me alegra ¿eh? sí sí no eh, en, en, quizás Andrés puede dar un poquito un summary pero él él dio la historia nos contó que esto ha estado pasando en áreas desde junio, él puede, y, y yo estoy like, tan sorprendida porque pensando cómo afecta a la infraestructura de nuestras casas, hablan de los seguros, and then for like poor people, undocumented people, people like, ¿dónde, dónde se van? Right, like where, what, what are the options? So, um, yeah, no sé si Andrés quería decir algo y de ahí nos gustaría saber Leticia, ¿qué está pasando con nuestra gente? ¿Qué están, ¿Cómo están pensando? ¿Cómo se sienten ellos? ¿Qué, qué estás viendo en, en tu parte? Mira, la angustia normal, ¿va? sabemos que, como dijo Lorena, es, es tan difícil para nuestra gente a veces tener la información en tiempo y una información clara para poder manejarse. Y la desesperación, que todo el mundo corrió a buscar, a comprar agua y al final del día no encontraban pero no es solamente el encontrar las aguas embotelladas, sino cómo entender de qué manera pueden seguir utilizando esta agua que llega a casa. Si realmente les va a afectar en su salud, pero si les afecta, ¿qué pueden hacer con los niños recién nacidos? Si los pueden bañar, si se pueden bañar. Entonces, ahorita estamos tratando de tener más información eh, cada vez por lo que están manejando tanto los medios como intentando hablar con la ciudad, pues Daniela Bello ha sido un foco de, de, de compartir información con nosotros acerca de cuándo se dio este anuncio, cuándo se puede decir algunas cosas, pero para nosotros, yo te digo, de mi parte siempre es crucial que la, nuestra gente esté informada, porque a veces tomamos la determinación de decir, no, no es el momento de darle la información, y cuando la información llega a ellos, ya las oportunidades ya no hay, yeah. Tenían que ir a buscar agua, ya no encontraban agua en la tienda. Yeah. Porque la información ya la habían tenido anteriormente, donde ellos no habían entendido qué estaba pasando. Eh, eso, quiero decir un poquito de eso. Eso es tan injusto que la gente en poder toma esta decisión por nosotros, en que cuando alguien que habla inglés, no, no hay que decidir por ellos. La, la, la información está ahí, presente. Pero, ¿cómo van a ser gatekeepers de información y decidir, Oh, no, los vamos a asustar. Uh -huh. Lo que hay que hacer es educar a la comunidad desde el principio y que cada uno, y de ahí tener la confianza y educarlos para hacer las mejores decisiones, ¿no? 
Así es. Eso, eso he visto mucho en, en withholding information from people when yeah. people should have agency to make decisions about their own lives from the beginning. They should be well informed. Sí, definitivamente, Lore. Y, y yo siempre digo y siempre abogo que la gente tiene que entender que nuestra ciudad, que nuestro estado, que este país es un país mucho más diverso de lo que nosotros pensamos y que el hecho de que poder manejar la información a veces, imagínate que los que hablan español les cuesta que les llegue, cuanto más los que hablan queché, los que hablan garífuna, los que hablan otros idiomas, que su comprensión es completamente limitada en el español, pero cuando nosotros tenemos la información, tratamos de la forma más adecuada de encontrar a alguien que pueda llevar esa información en forma y en tiempo, para que, como dice Lore, con justicia la gente tome sus propias decisiones. No es justo que otros siempre decidan cuándo te vas a movilizar, cuándo vas a hablar, cuándo vas a comer, cuándo... O sea, yo creo que merecemos un poquito más de respeto en ese aspecto, en poder decirle a los que toman las decisiones Hey, recuérdense, hay muchas más personas aquí que necesitan estar informadas. Y no es el hecho de que tratemos de estar, como dicen, en pleitos con la gente, sino es tratar de abrir su conciencia, que deben de abrir los espacios para que más personas estén informadas de la mejor manera, de la manera más correcta. Eh, hay planes para, eh, bueno, dos cosas, tengo dos, oh, muchas preguntas, pero dos cosas de lo que... Um, Leticia dijo, ¿se puede bañar los bebés en esta agua? Like, literally, estamos, we're having babies, we're not going to have to, que, ¿hay alguna información del CDC? ¿Han puesto información que esté current? Yeah, there, there's some, hay, hay información del CDC, pero uh, también hay información del uh, Departamento de Salud del Estado. Y ella está diciendo que, you know, it's poquito peligroso para bañarse para bañar a tus hijos en ese agua, porque ese agua no es solito de sal, you know, es todas las químicas que están ahí, a, a los, you know, farms, granjeras, todo eso, son, eso parte del país, you know, de Ohio, Oklahoma, you know, también feces de los barcas, ¿no? You know, all of that coming down from the river. Irrigation, todo mm -hmm. eso, oh my God, eh. So, si ellos no pueden limpiar ese agua, you know, es muy peligroso para tomarlo, para bañar con eso, para, you know, cocinar con eso también. Um, y it's unfortunate, you know, este verano que ya estamos poniendo atención de este, porque es el, you know, como de, como, como, like I said, you know, es el segundo año que estamos haciendo este, que estamos, you know, this, this is happening in Louisiana, and we're just now kind of getting to it, I should say. Mira que, que, que curioso, como dices tú, es el segundo año, pero creo que es el primer año que han dado la información a la comunidad, porque yo tengo tanto tiempo trabajando con la comunidad, con la pandemia, con todo esto que ha pasado, y eso no ha sido una información que han compartido con nosotros. Mm -hmm. Y creo que, y, y decías algo, mira, nuestra gente le gusta go fishing, pescar, ¿Es seguro que nuestra gente esté yendo a pescar y consumiendo esos peces? Um, ¿Tienes alguna información sobre eso? Sí, you know, es la cosa, el gobierno quiere decir algo de eso porque los moriscos es una industria que está, you know, muriendo, ¿no? En, en esta parte del país. Pero 
you know, I, I, be, I was talking with some fishermen, like I was telling Lorena, you know, they're coming back with fish and shrimp that is just too salty to sell. Él no puede vender ese marisco porque es muy salada, you know. También, I, 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 there's farms for oysters all over the area, and they don't know how the oysters will react. Oysters are very sensitive animals, so if they don't have the right water, the right food, temperature, whatever, they can lose an entire year of income because it's it's not, you know, enough to, to, to you know, have in restaurants because Louisiana is one of the bigger import or export is as far as oysters go our oysters go all over the world because everybody likes our oysters so if they can't do a year of oysters this is the third year in a row where they yeah. can't do oysters because hurricane ida destroyed those farms hurricane ida destroyed the citrus farms you know last year it was another drought you know a lot of those industries also suffered this year was an even worse drought a lot of those industries suffered even more so it's hard to bounce back after you're getting hit by environmental crises after environmental crises. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Entonces la importancia de estar estando conectándolos con las CBOs, con la community organization, con organizers que están llevando esta información. Sí, creo que es tan fundamental que la gente, o sea, lo que mucho me llama la atención es eso, ha estado pasando tanto tiempo y nuestra gente trabaja en estas industrias y están en estas industrias, pero no tienen la información tanto para protegerse, cuidarse ellos y cuidar a su familia. Uh -huh. y, y parte, pues, por ende, cuidar a su comunidad, ¿no? porque al final de cuentas somos como ese círculo, que estamos ahí conectados. <risa>